Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Skepticism. Skepticism is a Finnish funeral doom metal band formed in 1991. They are considered pioneers of the genre. They have released Companion this year, a complete masterpiece. And here is my interview with the band. Hello there. Uh, are you getting any feedback from my speakers? Uh, just a little bit. I will try and adjust that just slightly. I'd like to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Uh, my pleasure, and thank you for having me. And sorry for the hassle with the time zones. Uh, I had you booked for 10 p.m. Helsinki time, and, and uh, it turned out to be nine. Anyway, we are here now, so good to be here. I wanted to congratulate you on the new album. It's great. Thank you. It's uh, it, it's been quite an interesting uh, couple of months, uh, kind of preparing for uh, the release and and um, getting it finally out. It's almost a year uh, since we recorded it, so it's been quite a wait. How was the recording process this time around? Well, um, uh, the previous album, of course, we recorded live, which was different. And uh, the one before that uh, was at a kind of metal-focused uh, studio that didn't exist anymore. So this time uh, we didn't think of kind of a, what is the new place we are going to be recording at. And uh, went through a couple of options and ended up using uh, a place called Sonic Pump in Helsinki. Uh, that has done quite a bit of uh, metal and, and heavier rock and, and whatnot. And um, we ended up there. They have a really, really nice sounding large recording room that suited the drums really well. Um, uh, also, the kind of uh, uh, the setup uh, for playing down the basic tracks there was really good so uh, it was um, kind of we were doing what we always do which is going to the studio uh, lay down the bass tracks uh, playing together in the same room and all that but uh, it had a bit of a different um, flavor this time as uh, Sonic Pump is really a kind of world-class uh, studio uh, by far the best one we've been into so far. So uh, it ended up being really good. We spent uh, a bit more than a week there, uh, a couple of the first days uh, laying down the bass tracks. Uh, I spent uh, kind of a latter half of the week uh, by myself in another room there laying down uh, the keyboard tracks myself and uh, and then there were vocals and all that and once we were complete with that we had some general mixing uh, instructions uh, laid down uh, for the engineer slash producer there and uh, he continued by himself uh, to begin with and then we started iterating on the songs as we started getting the mixes in and uh, Roughly within uh, a month in calendar time, we had the album together. 
Um, I wanted to ask you a two-part question about the March of the War. I wanted to ask you first, is the artwork representative of the of the song? Sorry, I didn't fully get your question. The song, The March of War, is the album artwork representative of the song? In a way, yes, it's not thought to be exactly that, but kind of uh the album cover art is is kind of a, based on the idea uh that when you walk through a forest of aspens uh, they look like organ pipes and then uh when we started uh kind of figuring out uh how that would look as an album cover we kind of wanted to highlight uh some of the pipes and uh, in a sense uh, one way of thinking of it is that it's uh, of the similar line of thinking uh, as The March of the Four. On the other hand, uh, when you think of the song The March of the Four, uh, the way our singer understands it is that it's about us. But that's not what I thought of uh, while I was writing the lyrics. So, so, so in a sense, yes, uh, and uh, in a sense, no. Um, that is definitely my favorite track. I want to know if you have a favorite track and why. Um, yeah, well, uh, that one is uh, is strong for me personally. Uh, the intertwined uh, is uh, kind of uh, the most personal for me, and that's simply because uh, of the lyrics. And um, that was the last song we wrote for the album, and uh, uh, I kind of wrote those lyrics quite quickly oftentimes it might take me a month or two uh to complete uh a piece and, and then there's going to be some iteration with the singer and all that but this time this came together pretty quickly and kind of um, i felt i managed to condense uh, quite much of myself into that uh amount of uh, six verses in there uh, and, and somehow um, out of all the songs kind of uh, I like the way uh, the song starts rolling uh, and there's kind of a the dramatic edge into that and uh, and so forth but uh, kind of um, from my point of view especially as I write the lyrics uh, that's why the intertwined uh, is the most uh, or the closest to my heart so to say. The album is very cinematic in sound, and the lyrics are also very representative. Um, what are some of your lyrical inspirations? Um, this time around, um, something happened that often happened in the previous albums as well. So uh, when we are writing a song, um, we're discussing it and, and kind of... Um, trying to figure out what this song uh, feels like and what it might be about. On this album, uh, many of the songs are based on, um, uh, the lyrics are based on something that some someone in the band said. Like, for example, the opening track, Color, is based on uh, something that the guitarist saw one night having a walk and, and seeing how stars reflected from ponds of water. And, uh, and he kind of uh, got the feeling of kind of uh, waiting for someone 
for a long time. So so that was kind of his idea, and he even wrote a draft of the lyrics, and and then I took that and kind of uh, uh, went through it a couple of times and and uh, modified it and so forth. Uh, so that was Kala. Then the intertwined second track, like I said, it was really heavily based on something kind of uh, I felt in me. Uh, the March of the Four, uh, that one kind of, I was listening to the song myself and kind of going through different flavors of loss that members of the band and myself have experienced in our lives. And I came up with four. So that was the angle I was writing those lyrics from. And, and then, of course, uh, my style of writing is, is to kind of... Uh, not to state things or kind of uh, express opinions, if you will, uh, in a sense. So, so I wrote it in, a, in um, that uh, kind of a loose way, where you can uh, kind of um, understand it the way you see best. Um, then, of course, there's a passage in which uh, it's based on a really strong vision. Uh, by the drummer. It's it's based on a dream he had. And in the dream, he went into a record store like they were in the 90s. Uh, and then he entered the back room. And uh, it wasn't a room, it was uh, back of a stage. And suddenly he was on the drum riser, saw himself playing the drums, and he saw himself uh, uh, in his 20s playing the guitar as well. And he memorized the riff. And that is the riff that uh, uh, opens the song. So kind of a, he described this experience, uh, brought the riff in, and and we started thinking of uh, kind of that whole thing, like kind of a entering somewhere and and being uh, that something being something di different than it uh, initially appeared. Also, um, the lyrics of uh, passage somewhat reflect the idea of uh, of the cover art as well so there's kind of the idea of uh, moving through a kind of a division of uh, a pipe organ while it plays uh, and then uh, there's the inevitable uh, kind of touching uh, things one will experience in your life that when looking back uh, feel well, that was bound to happen, uh, even if it didn't feel like that when it actually happened. And then uh, it's somewhat similar, the last track, uh, The Swan and the Raven, it's kind of, um, in that uh, song, uh, the raven is white and the swan is black, and it, it's somewhat kind of um, uh, relating to the black swan theory where kind of um, people wouldn't believe uh, they exist until they were found and and also it's um, about uh, how the essence of a thing might not always be uh, uh, like most of those so it's kind of um, trying to touch those subjects so, so basically uh, there are uh different kinds of topics here and uh 
this time around especially uh, many of the ideas came from others in the band and it's uh, kind of my role is to uh, pull them together and uh, uh, then uh, make that a complete lyric. Um, just today I was driving around and I was listening to uh, the song uh, The Departure from the previous album because uh, after a while we are going to play it tomorrow in the rehearsal and uh, on that specific lyric there's one sentence uh, from someone else uh, in the band. So this time this was uh, much more heavily uh, kind of a cooperation with the lyrics, especially with the ideas and kind of a, what kind of experience we want to put into them. I also wanted to ask you, you've had a, a great career. What do you feel is the secret to longevity? Uh, so if, if you, uh, if I got you right, uh, you asked about kind of a, how did we keep it going for so long? Yes. yes. Yeah. It is. It's, it is actually quite surprising. Uh, in a sense, uh, especially having the same people in the band for such a long time. So basically, uh, we had a bass player originally. He left, and since then, everyone who joined has stayed, and and that has been so for practically. Uh, so everyone who's in the band has been in the band for 30 years. Uh, initially, uh, when I was recruited into the band, uh, I had just started playing, so I had a little skill in, in playing guitar at that point. But the guys thought uh, they would probably want to add someone uh, who's the right kind of person they could think of uh, working a long period with uh, and kind of the skills you learn over time. And uh, that was pretty much the strategy, uh, how they built the band, the guitarist and drummer who started it. And it was apparently a good strategy. On the other hand, kind of as this has been the anniversary year and uh, we've been uh, posting kind of highlights of the past 30 years uh, on social media and so forth, uh, I had the time to uh, look back and reflect quite a bit. And uh, in a sense, uh, what has kept us together is that uh, from quite early on we took the band as a kind of a lifestyle thing. So it isn't something that we want to make a kind of a uh, living out of. It's not something uh, that we just want to keep on the back burner as a hobby or something. But uh, we, there's a certain kind of ambition in all of us. But on the other hand, it's uh, quite heavily focus on the music itself. So kind of um, we've been uh, kind of um, in the outskirts of underground metal uh, which kind of has protected us in a way that kind of um, if uh, the band had been more popular uh, we would have gotten into more difficult discussions that we didn't get to. Uh, within the past 30 years, such as there would be a, a US tour of two months uh, who can join. And, and then having day jobs and, and families and all that, those would have been difficult discussions and, and we never had to have had those. So, so basically, uh, the fact that uh, we chose to write 
such music as we did uh, has helped in, in keeping the band going. Uh, personally, for me, uh, the most important thing is to keep the uh, band going and, and keep the train moving. It's by far the longest standing uh, relationship, so to say, in my life. So that kind of, uh, for me, more important than uh, what happens in a year is that there will be a 40th uh, and 50th anniversary of the band. So in a sense, I would say it's partially uh, the way the band was built, partially uh, that we kind of feel similarly about kind of what's important, what's the musical ambition and so forth. And then uh, the fact that uh, we didn't end up in situations uh, where many bands break up uh, because of the set reasons. So it's uh, it's been quite a ride. And this and album this is also very defining for you. for you. I think I it think takes it all takes the all best, best elements, elements of the band, of the band and, and combines them together. together. Mm, might well be. Uh, yeah, and I just thought of this uh, just before uh, we started the call. Kind of the thing is that uh, when you write the music and you perform and record it, you become entirely blind to that. So, kind of, uh, I would say the reception of uh, Companion has been really good so far. And uh, uh, then going one album back to Ordeal. Uh, the reception of that album was, uh, uh, I would say, mixed. So some people liked it, uh, uh, some people didn't like it. And uh, it has been much more uniform in a way, uh, in the case of Companion. But personally for me, uh, as a band member, uh, both albums felt great when they came out. So um, in a sense, uh, uh, as you become blind to your own music, uh, kind of hearing from people uh, sentences like the one you just said. Uh, it, it's kind of heartwarming in a way that uh, for me the worst would be that we would complete a new album uh, and it would be completely uh, irrelevant for people. They would just kind of uh, uh, it wouldn't mean uh, anything to anyone. So in a sense having heard uh, or having got the feedback that, uh, like like you said, that uh, it combines the best elements or that kind of um, it builds on top of uh, where the band's strengths are. Uh, is It has been really uh, nice to get that sort of a feedback. So kind of, uh, probably if we were completely lost just repeating the same old uh, album after album, we probably wouldn't see that ourselves. And also it's interesting uh, probably in my 20s, I would have said that uh, it's only important that we are happy with the music ourselves, so feedback isn't that important. But on the other hand, uh, I think differently now, especially meeting people after live shows and, and uh, some people coming to us and, and talking about how the music has touched them and, and kind of uh, affected their lives. That's actually really important. So kind of... Uh, it's kind of proof uh, that what you are doing is genuine and there's power in the music. So in that sense, um, like I said, I felt equally good after recording uh, 
ordeal than companion. Uh, but yeah, uh, I would agree with you. Uh, this album does combine uh, basically all of our kind of main elements in there. And um, uh, kind of, I would also say that uh, all the members got to uh, present uh, their strongest sides on the album as well. And I also wanted to ask you where you toured this album. Um, we don't know. <laughs> so, uh, kind of, a, it has been quite uh, difficult the past two years uh, with the pandemic and all that. So, uh, there isn't a set plan on on touring yet. It's um, after ordeal. Uh, what happened was that we. Uh, played quite a bunch of shows in our uh, kind of uh, uh, compared to previous years and all that uh, uh, but rather than touring it was more like uh, this festival uh, this month and, and that uh, festival next month so that's more our uh, flavor of live shows and uh, what are what some are of your some musical, musical influences uh, well, uh, uh, initially, uh, what got me into music uh, was death metal. So, uh, I wasn't into practically anything before that. Many others of my age uh, started with uh, kind of a heavy metal and speed metal and stuff, but I, I went directly uh, to death metal. Uh, and on top of that, uh, I've been listening to quite a bunch of uh, modern classical music and uh, ambient as well. Uh, so kind of why I started playing keyboards in the band, uh, why I chose some of the sounds I use is because I, I really like the uh, sound of the pipe organ. So I'm uh, kind of uh, I'm searching for uh, organ music that wouldn't be uh, too 18th century so to say. So, uh, kind of, uh, I managed to find then some modern classical uh, composers uh, whose pieces are available on organ, uh, such as Philip Glass and Arvo Pärt and so forth. So that has been uh, inspiring me. And um, uh, very recently, there are a couple of new artists who are uh, utilizing the pipe organ in new ways. Uh, one of them, for example, is Anna von Hauswolf from Sweden, who's doing quite inventive stuff on the pipe organ. I really like that because kind of, uh, uh, I think there's much more to be done uh, with the pipe organ than just playing uh, the uh, kind of a traditional classical pieces. On the other hand, I do enjoy uh, romantic uh, era uh, classical music on on the organ as well, but um, it's pretty much that. Uh, so kind of a modern classical ambient, and then on the metal side, uh, I don't follow that much uh, the kind of uh, the recent uh, developments. But uh, oftentimes I end up going back to the very albums I got on CD and vinyl back in the 90s, so uh, Cannibal Corpse, Suffocation and so forth.
Uh, the very first CD I ever got was uh, Cause of Death by Obituary. And I think that's oh, still a great oh. album. Yes, yes, definitely a great band. Yeah, and uh, uh, funnily enough, that was the first CD. And, and before that, I had vinyls. And the first vinyl I ever got was Slowly We Rot. And uh, kind of when I think of that, uh, the Cause of Death album has quite a bit of a kind of uh, doomy flavor in that as well. So perhaps that's why I liked it so much. And uh, we, were uh, we were talking, talking of hobbies. Um, when your spare time, time, what are some things you like to do? Well, my uh, number one thing is walking. And uh, I uh, like to take long walks. Sometimes we even take uh, these kind of uh, marching competitions with, uh, with a couple of friends, which are like um, uh, some nine or uh, 14 hour walks. Uh, with a backpack and uh, kind of uh, I like that kind of uh, the monotony and the rhythm of that and uh, sometimes I listen to books sometimes I listen to uh, music sometimes I listen to the world while walking and that's my number one thing uh, on top of that uh, as a bit of a hobby uh, I am a bit of a uh, home studio enthusiast myself and I like to fiddle around with things. Uh, I haven't been uh, doing so much composing for the band, but uh, uh, other sorts of things. So uh, now that there's a pandemic and, and there's a lot of working from home, so my uh, kind of home office is also my home studio. I've been building that and it's been really kind of fascinating to spend your time on that. And on top of that, I live in an old house, which is kind of a hobby by itself. And I also wanted to ask you, um, every time I choose from Finland, it's absolutely beautiful. How is it living there? Uh, well, uh, Finland uh, is a very safe place and a kind of uh, sort of peaceful uh, place to live in. Uh, it's kind of a, the system we have here is such that we have really high taxes. But then the kind of public services are really cheap. So kind of education, uh, healthcare and such are taken care of by the government uh, with the money we pay in taxes. So that's uh, it's working well for us and, and other Nordic countries. So it's um, uh, there are upsides. Also, currently, uh, Finland is um, quite good in... in uh, technology so there's a for example a lot of uh, uh, technology startups and, and uh, game companies and such in the Helsinki area so there are a lot of uh, jobs available uh, a lot of immigrants coming in specifically for those companies and all that so it's pretty good uh, uh, then we have uh, all the four seasons so as we are talking now uh, it's pitch black dark outside uh, Surprisingly, today it didn't rain. Normally, it does practically every day in October. So uh, we have our um, share of uh, that kind of darkness. And then uh, in a month or a month and a half, we'll have snow, most probably. Um, so yeah, it's uh, 
practically living in Finland probably isn't that very different from living in Canada, for example. It's uh, pretty much the same kind of temperatures. Uh, and then, of course, Finland is a part of the EU, so uh, if you want to travel uh, outside of the pandemic uh, in Europe, it's it's pretty easy. It's just uh, uh, catch a flight and, and go where you want and, and show your passport and that's that. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty it's much pretty like that bad. where I'm at. I'm in Ohio, Ohio United, United States. States. And um, uh, we're in, in into a very wet, wet season, all very, very wet. wet. And then uh, we'll, we'll head straight to winter. winter. It'll yeah. happen like overnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I also um, wanted to ask, ask you, what's the what's best, the best way, way to get to merchandise, get merchandise for the band? The band? Uh, currently, uh, there isn't one. So uh, we've been uh, this year uh, while celebrating <laughs> the anniversary. Uh, we've been kind of um, uh, organizing things. Uh, one of which was uh, that kind of uh, there's some unclarities about uh, where and how uh, the albums are available to listen. So we've been sorting things out, but we haven't yet sorted out the merchandise. I hope we get it uh, together within the year so that there would be uh, a place to get uh, merchandise from. And also uh, we've been working on getting the full back catalogue, uh, the old albums available as physical copies as well. So uh, our label SWAT Records is uh, doing a lot of reissues of things. So hopefully uh, preparations for having the two albums we don't have yet on vinyl and CD uh, as reprints, which are Pharmacon and Lead and Aether. Uh, I hope we get them reprinted next year as well. But um, in short, it's in the process, but there's no place for merch yet. And um, how close do you and your bandmates live to each other? And you're pretty close? Uh, well, uh, we are originally from Rihimaki, which is uh, kind of a one-hour drive north from Helsinki. And um, two of the members currently live there, and uh, two others, including myself, uh, live outside, close to Helsinki. So basically, uh, we normally uh, have a weekly rehearsal. Uh, it's going to be tomorrow, and uh, I'm going to drive there. It's going to be 45 minutes one way, and then back. So. Uh, it's a bit different from uh, the early days of the band, but still it's it's very tolerable. Uh, on the worst years of the band, uh, there were such distances that we could only rehearse, uh, say, every couple of months, and, and that's of course difficult. But uh, things have settled so that uh, half of the band live in the original town and the other half close enough. And if you could give a message to your fans, what would that message be? One single message, especially now that this is the anniversary year, I'm personally I've only maybe lately learned to really appreciate uh, how much the fans uh, bring into the table uh, and, and how much of uh, the meaningfulness of 
of creating the music is how people receive it. So, for example, uh, a couple of days ago we were uh, kind of looking through. Uh, there's a show in the Czech Republic uh, 13 years ago, and um, some people in the crowd uh, brought in a funeral wreath uh, into the uh, concert. It had ribbons that said skepticism alloy in it, as we just had uh, released the alloy album. And um, uh, that someone would do that, you go to see a band in a club and you prepare by getting uh, that sort of thing assembled. And uh, that guy had even dressed up because uh, he knew that uh, uh, we perform in formal attire. So he had a tie and all that, and they brought us the wreath and we put it uh, in front of the drums for the show. So that, that sort of things happen. People uh, spend their time uh, on such things and come to the shows and, and uh, so forth. It's, it's really uh, one of the things that makes this uh, meaningful for me personally. So the one message would be that uh, I'm really, really grateful for all of the people who have been with us in different roles uh, throughout the 30 years. Uh, the fans are one group, uh, then there are uh, promoters, concert organizers, like for example, uh, the one guy who called me up uh, around the year 2000 uh, and asked us to go play a show as many times uh, as it took for me to say yes, I was against that to begin with. So there are many kinds of people uh, we've been in touch with. Uh, uh, and of course, uh, other bands we played with and toured with uh, and so forth, uh, who have had a really, really big impact on how things went and, and kind of um, how the band developed to be what it is. So all in all, I'm really, really grateful to all of those people uh, we've got to uh, work with, we've got to play for in the past 30 years. That is my message. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank you and reassure you that your music does move people. Thank you. And um, Please feel, Please feel free to update, update me at any time. time. Let me know uh, any, any new, new upcomings with the band. band. Yeah, uh, well, uh, uh, we have a plan for the future, which is to keep doing the exact same thing. We'll start writing the next album. It will probably be out in about five or six years, and hopefully. Uh, there will be a 40th anniversary, and before that we'd had two more al albums out. So let's check back in 10 years and see whether that happened. Yeah, will do. You take you care, take my care friend, and enjoy your enjoy evening. evening. Thank you. And uh, thanks, Bob, for having me. And I think I'll go and have a walk in the dark. Still, there's time before bedtime. That is great. Well, you, well, take, you care take care and enjoy, enjoy my, friend. my friend. Enjoy, enjoy all Hallows Eve. Eve. Thank you. Hey, uh, take care. Cheers. Cheers.
I'd like to thank you for listening today. And please remember, you can sponsor this podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.